Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your very tired host tonight, Pylon. As always, I am here. And tonight we are discussing some of the, I guess, fun would be a strong word, happenings of the Elder Scrolls world for the past little while. I don't know if this weekend what most people would describe as fun who are fans of Bethesda games, but we'll <laughs> dig into that a little bit later. Um, as you'll notice, the lemon turtle with the ever smile on its face has consumed a victim again. We got Alara back for a week and then the lemon turtle was hungry and consumed another victim. But we got Baratron back. Baratron, how are you doing? And That's great. It's very great. Uh, Baratron, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself if they do not know who you are yet? Uh, <laughs> do you know, every single week we do this and I always sit there and go, because uh, I always forget that I'm supposed to tell people about myself. I feel like um, soon I... we can stop doing that. But Well, if you want, I, I'll i just say I'm super excited that Baratron is here because <laughs> she did some really cool stuff this week. I know, I'm the, I'm the guild master for the UESP guild for ESO on PCNA. Lately, I've also been playing uh, quite a bit on PCEU as well. So the Europeans have been seeing me there. I am a, um, an administrator on the UESP Discord. And I suppose like everybody, I do a little bit of wiki editing. Although not so much lately. Lately, I've been more into the supporting other people to be doing wiki editing. <laughs> trying to get people out of their... I just Death realized here. I don't actually know what the word doyen means. And I know we have at the end of the show, it says guild doyens. What does that it's, word even mean? <laughs> well, it's, it's one of the, in the Thieves Guild, in one of the games, I want to say Oblivion, then the, the guild master was called the guild doyen. Interesting. I don't think it's, I've it's, it's come from It's come from, definitely come from one of the, Google says the most respected or prominent person in a particular field, such as the doyen of Canadian poetry. Hey. Just like you, Pylon. Thanks, Google. I'm the doyen of Canadian poetry, actually. So It comes from Old French. The same root is the word dean. Interesting. Oh. And that voice you're hearing now is Lost in Hyrule. Lost. Want to tell everybody who you are and a little bit about yourself? I serve as a moderator over on the UESP Discord. I do wiki editing, and I believe I am the world's foremost expert on Skyrim Pinball. I think you actually are. I actually wouldn't be surprised I, if that I was a surprised. yeah, a completely factual statement. Not best player, but perhaps most informed <laughs> of its systems. Yeah, that's so funny. That, that should go with you to the grave. It like, might. That's your tombstone. It's just like... I know everything there is to know about Skyrim Pinball, more than even the developers at this point. Here's the thing. He legitimately might have the best uh, score in that game ever at this point. Like, there is a leaderboard. I'm not the best. Where is the leaderboard? Is it on What is your... What rank are you? My highest score puts me, I think, at 323. And then my current matchmaking rank is, like just above 3000 but that's because i haven't really been doing it regularly since then but this may be disputed but we'll talk about that later in the scholarly pursuits so if you're interested in the doyen it's from it is from oblivion but it's not actually the the head of the guild the doyen are the eyes and claws of the guild master as a hunter you take orders from them and you get your favors from them this one is a doyen wait we that's should update 
We should update Armand Christoph is a doyen. So um, in Oblivion, the doyens, they're, they're plural, which doesn't quite fit that definition of it being the, the most superior person, but they're the, the uh, lieutenants of the Thieves' Guild who give you the quests and the promotions. So it's, it's Armand Christoph and Scribbler. Very interesting. Hmm. So forever, I suppose I should say. And the other voice you probably have heard, and you wouldn't actually have seen because no one's seen him, is AKB. AKB, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do with UESP? I'm AKB, and people have seen my face. No I, one has. I think so. No, no one in the world, ever. I mean, I got a mother and everything. Like, I'm pretty you, sure you she... are the silence from Doctor Who. Pretty sure she's looked at me. (laughs) But I'm an admin for the UESB. I also work in various UESB projects, such as the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast, among others. Uh, I'm kind of a boring person beyond that. You were going to say I'm kind of a big deal. I was positive you were just going to be like, I'm kind of a big deal. Yep. No, I, I'm i not at that level of ego yet. I hope to attain that level of ego someday, but it's a lot of work to muster that amount of self-image. Luckily, a lot of people do it easily, and they don't even have to work for it. <laughs> I, I'm training on it. I, uh, gaze at myself in a mirror five minutes every day. Stuff like that. Like Chris still got a ways to go. Yeah. Well, we'll work on that for next week. Chris Tager is a genius. <laughs> Somebody on Discord said I was, they just imagined me as Chris Traeger, and I can't remember who it was, and it was the happiest I've ever been. I'm afraid I don't actually know who that is. He is from Parks and Recreation, the show. And his, uh, okay. uh, played by Rob Lowe. He is super funny. Mm-hmm. literally the funniest person you've ever met. <laughs> um, but on that note, let's move over to our scholarly pursuits. You just, just lost singing a jaunty little tune there. Uh, this segment's what we like to call the scholarly pursuits, which... Fun side fact, I can never, I feel like I'm stumbling over my words every time I say scholarly. It's like scholarly. I feel like I'm adding an extra law in scholarly Scholarly pursuits. Yeah, every single time I say it. So that's a fun fact about me that you can take to the bank. But anyways. You named the segments. I know. But for (laughs) some reason, every time I say scholarly pursuits, it sounds like in my head, I have to catch myself from saying scholarly pursuits. It does sort of have some hard stops to it. It's, switching between it's an the interesting phones, word to it? say. Yeah. Words are hard. That is right, Hyperpixie. If you say a word a lot, you know how it like becomes less and re- less real. Bold. Window. Yeah. Window's Anywhere. real bad about it. Yeah. That's true. It's all, none of it's real. Everything is meaningless. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't we talk about what we've been up to in the world of Elder Scrolls? Uh, AKB, let's start with you. How was your week? I had a great week. Someone had to. Mm-hmm. Like, karmically, I think the universe went like, 
<laughs> See, like, I've had a long-term uh, throat irritation. That's gone. Hooray. So, o- overall, that's fantastic. In the world of Elder Scrolls, I've had really nothing but a lot of fun. Like, all my games worked. I just have been having a great time. What did and- you play? Yeah, what games did you play that worked, AKB? <laughs> not Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> I also did not that. play Elder Scrolls Online this week. I honestly am playing Skyrim partially because I didn't think it I didn't think Elder Scrolls Online would work. It's been good. I was playing it today and we didn't have any problems. Um, <laughs> Someone I guess one in a million. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later with what happened yeah, there. Awesome. I'm overall, pretty good. Can't complain. Awesome. Uh, Lost in Hyrule, what have you been up to, young sir? So there was a merging that happened <laughs> on the UESP Discord. Um, because of serendipity, Pylon and I posted something on a topic. Like we moderated topic the, the same comment at the exact same time. Hours after it happened. <laughs> yep. We just were perfectly in sync. So we joked about doing the Dragon Ball Z fusion move. And then, because I thought I was going to be very clever, I made up an avatar that looked like a merging of our two avatars. And then we both used the same avatar <laughs> and used the same name. We became Pyrule. And then we just were merged for a while. And instead of quoting Dragon Ball Z, we quoted Archons from StarCraft. Yeah, it and was people perfect. were confused, but it was a lot of fun. I think I think I was one of the few people who wasn't confused because I must be adequately familiar with your typing styles. That's what yep. you think, but I had a few people fooled because I started typing in Hyrule's typing style. <laughs> I now <laughs> so a few people were like, "Oh, that's Hyrule!" Like, ha ha. Because he had a sentence that had just a slight typo at the end, and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't mean to do that." And I clicked on it to edit it, and I did not see the edit option. Then realized it was not my comment at all. Yeah. And he said he purposely left it there to get me. I went to fix it because I typed "streeb" instead of "stream," and then I was like, I was, "I was going to fix it," and then I was like, "No, this is going to drive him insane." <laughs> You won't be able to fix it. Uh, So that's the most fun I had this week. um, Me and Legolas did the same thing, except our avatar, uh, the avatar we went with is a GIF, so it was automatically better. Except for you just said GIF, so that just takes away. Is that right? They they said that they merged so that they could oppose our power level, but I don't think they succeeded. I I know blue is higher than red when it comes to Super Saiyan, special power-up stuff, but I don't think they did as good as we did. We did fantastic. <laughs> Didn't even have a single Archon quote. I mean, come on. Yeah, power overwhelming. Um, Elder Scrolls stuff, I actually had a big breakthrough today. So in Skyrim Pinball, I got my crap, my smithing level oh my up God. to level 80, and then I discovered an exploit that can <gasps> only happen once you're above 80, and so I quickly power leveled to 100. And once you're at 100, you can craft dragon bone weapons and armor and stuff. So I have finished acquiring and documenting the statistics of every single item in the game. I'm sorry, did you um, take advantage of an exploit? Yeah. How yeah, d- I did. So 
everything you have ever accomplished now will have to have an asterisk beside it mm. in Skyrim Pinball. Or that well, little, this... like, like the little needle symbol that they use for baseball when they found out someone's been doping. <laughs> this character isn't so the old. character I intend to, like, do great things on. This was the character that I power-leveled in Magic so I could document stuff. I because really need to play this game because I didn't even I... know you could have more than one character. <laughs> You can only have one at a time, but I'm going to delete them and start over once I'm done with documentation because I was playing an Argonian originally, but then when I lost my file, I made a human mage because I wanted the magic skill level um, boost at the beginning. Wait, I'm sorry, just a human? You can pick human knight, human mage, elf archer, elf mage, Argonian, Khajiit, or orc. Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't. No, I, I didn't know weird. that. Oh, generic yeah. elf. So generic, generic elf. Did, did you say orc is separate to elf? Yeah, the way it should be. Yep. Wow, that's so. Some, so some there are no stuff. dark elves. You're definitely a high elf if you play elf, and then human. <laughs> you're not redguard. You're either Breton or Imperial or Nord. I can't tell, but those are the options. I don't like yep. that at all. Anyway, I'm playing a human mage because they start 10 skill levels higher on the magic skill. <laughs> and that means that you cut off like 300 spell casts in order to reach max level that I needed well, to reach. Well, if they're starting higher in magic, then they got to be a Breton rather than a... Yeah, probably. A Nord, I mean. But then the human knight is, you know, looks exactly the same, but is someone different. So... It's whatever. But this does kind of reinforce that, you know, the humans are just different breeds, sort of, not completely distinct races that they're just, they can genetically swap between each other. You're just a human. That's all. It's It's not a big deal. Anyway, I got all the items documented. So now I need to go through and do a complete quest write up for the entire main quest. I've only done quest one unbound. I've got to do the other 10 quests up to the defeat of Alduin, document all those. And then I'm ready to delete that character and make my Argonian again. There's that's more quests than are in Skyrim's main quest. There are not 11 main quests in Skyrim. No. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's my thing. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, my cat was decided to knock everything off the countertop outside, so I shut my door so I don't Aww. don't have to listen to it instead of starting anything. No, it's a house cat. He's not smart enough right now to be considered an Alphique. Um Awesome. Well, Baratron, how about you? What have you been up to this week? I went to the first ever Bethesda UK meetup, Ooh. and it was a lot of fun. And thanks to Neil Gorton from Bethesda UK for organizing it. Met Cry Havoc. Uh, who's one of our staff members for the for the second time, and Kiz the Wrong, who's one of our wiki patrollers for the first time. It was really funny, right, because Kiz was sending me messages over Discord, and I was like, how am I supposed to find you? And he was like, I'm wearing a black hoodie. I was like, <laughs> what kind of description is that? Right? But then I got there, and pretty much everybody in the room was in cosplay. Oh. So that actually kind of works out. The meetup was uh, alongside the Comic Con in the Excel Center, and it was in a hotel that's just just literally 
two or three minutes walk from the Excel Centre. And um, yeah, and like everybody was in cosplay. And I was like, this is so weird. Because I go to PAX East in Boston in the US mm. and I would say maybe 10% of people are in cosplay. Because, yeah. you know, you don't want to walk around a show all day dressed I mean, like that. Some people do. I mean, yeah, I mean, some people are really keen, but it's, um, it's you know, heavy, costumes can be pretty heavy. It's exhausting. And yet everybody, and even when I was going home, uh, the people who were on the tube with me were, were pretty much all in cosplay. And you see, I'm used to people just being in, like, nerdy shirts and stuff. But no, they were all in I was like, oh, this is very strange. Yeah, and um, we got we got free stuff. Do you want to see the free stuff? Yes, we always want to see free stuff. Normally, it's normally it's Alara who's got the free, the free stuff. But this is the free stuff. But so Alara is currently stuff. inside of a turtle. She's not here. I know. We got a works out seventy six bag. Oh, your blurring feature is taking I, it away from us. It is. Put it yeah. closer to your face. There. Put it close to my face. All it's right. Fine. It's censored because yeah. Because it's Fallout seventy six. Yeah. Because Pitbull. Um, no, I got a, a Vault Boy. Um, there you go. Little statue thing. Very cool. Um, like a figurine that increases your stats. I don't know if it increases your stats, but like it's a little. Your IRL nice. stats. There, there we go. There he's in focus. Yay! Oh. So one of those. So that was free. I, I haven't even begun to finish yet. That's when are they going to run a Canadian Bethesda? If you're listening, there's book, a lot of a Canadian of fans. Pray. What is that? Just a. Um, it's like an art book. It's got pictures. Nice. And it's, actually, they're postcards. It's got some perforations. You can tear them out. And... Pray postcards. That's pretty cool. Are you going to mail me a postcard? Actually. Is it going to be a mimic? No. Actually, they're perforations, but they've got a picture on both sides. So they're not actually useful to send people oh. unless you can somehow script, uh, put, the, put the address on. Take an X Acto knife, cut them in half. No, I can't make it unblur. Um, and we got these Wolfenstein beer coasters, and these are quality. You know, normally free coasters like are ceramic. made out of. Mm, they're made out of like a kind of rubbery plastic. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I like that more than There's a ceramic too, because when I put down like a glass on oh, a nice. ceramic, yeah, um, coaster, it clinks. I like the rubber ones. No clinking. Yeah, they're rubbery. There's a. I can't tell. Got them. a big mech silhouette with German on it, right? Yep. <laughs> Robota, Robota Technic. So. Life Research and Development Service. Just to be clear, you did you buy any of this stuff, or was no, it all this, free? No, I'm still on the free stuff. That's just... actually kind of nice. And. Uh... That one says, attention, your skills are wanted. Apply for service in the maintenance sector. And it's got like a, I don't know, it looks like a sort of 1940s or 50s style wrench. Is that in focus? And then there's knack first. Ooh. Hard on the outside and strong on the inside. Pure premium pork sausages. Try it now. Oh, I'm hungry. Ooh, there I we go. That's the that was the coaster set. Um, Bratwurst sounds real good right now. Uh, it was okay. These things now. These things are cheap and nasty, and they were giving them away at Pax East. So these things have been around for about a year. They're like rage. They say rage two in them, and when you expand them, they're like a kind of frisbee thing. They've got it's got three blades. And it's, oh, it's the wings. Apparently, it's, 
apparently it's a weapon in the game. Yeah. And I haven't played it, but I've seen the videos. They were trying to give them out of PAX East, and, and all the all of the UES people were like, eh, no, thank you. But it's and a free then, projectile, so I yeah. mean, take it. Take it for the office. There's some five Fallout New Vegas kind of like poker, poker chip chips. things. Cool. Put it all on Fallout first. Oh, and a ton of these Nuka Cola um, bottle caps. Do they also? They feel like they're actually bottle caps. They're like, they are actual bottle caps. Nice. They are actual bottle caps. And then Man, the I'm actual. Gonna go to a thing. I know. Elder Scrolls content. Ooh, what's that? Elder Scrolls what? <gasps> Is that a lanyard? Yes. So, okay. I had an Elder Scrolls lanyard that I loved and I used every day, even before I played Elder Scrolls Online. And one day it broke, and I was so sad about it, I went and I joined the UESP Discord. And what? that's how this all started. <laughs> okay, that's a... That's a, a and Pylon's got the story. best stories. But yeah, this was all free. They gave us uh, free drinks. Vast quantities of free drinks. It says one. Um, we got we got we got two tokens each in the bag. Oh, okay. But the bar staff just kept giving us the tokens back, and the the <laughs> staff illegal. were just like, "Who wants more drinks?" And that was good for um, a glass of beer, a glass of wine, or a soft drink. So that's really good. It was really good. It was for basically five hours, and there were giveaways. Um, it was like raffle. You got a raffle ticket when you went in, and people were winning stuff. Most of it wasn't Elder Scrolls relevant, although there were coins. There was a, a Skyrim coins they were giving away. And the Skyrim points. Uh, there was trivia. There were three pages of... So there were three pages, and one of them was Doom, and one of them was Fallout, and one of them was Elder Scrolls. And the idea was to assemble a team which knew about all of these things. And <laughs> our team did not win because we left all the Fallout questions to the people who were in the Vault Boy cosplay. And apparently, they were much better at cosplay than they were at college. <laughs> so, what were the? Do you remember any of the questions? I remember the Elder Scrolls questions. It was very embarrassing because, despite being the official UESP team, we got one of the questions wrong. Now I cannot ever show my face in public again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's terrible. And damn, Northern Elsewhere for looking just like Reefers March on the map. <laughs> I mean, they are kind of, isn't Reaper's March technically northern elsewhere? Well, it's not the northern elsewhere zone. So it's not the zone, but it is northern there elsewhere. There were questions that were things like, what does the Dark Brotherhood think of Razumdar? And it, multiple choice answers. And where, um, which particular delve can you find this certain boss in? I can't remember offhand the name of the boss. I would and probably do really bad at that. Who said... Um, a particular quote, and it was it was Queen Irene, and I actually knew it was Queen Irene even before I checked on the wiki. And there was a map of ESO um, with the. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to realign the plastic on the back of these because I'm probably not keeping them. I'm probably going to let souls on eBay or something. Give them to a friend who actually is into this game. Um. Uh, there was a map of ESO with zones highlighted. And it was in which 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 zone is this? Um, yeah, it was it was good. Uh, lot of fun. Um, 
there were 10, I think there were 10 questions in total, but they all had parts to them. So like, for example, that, uh, that map question was worth five points and it was a total of 10 zones that he had to name. That's a, that's a pretty substantial trivia game. It was. And I play a lot of board um, trivia. So. The thing that made me laugh, though, was, was the Doom questions, because pretty much everybody in the team sort of abdicated responsibility for knowing anything about Doom. But I actually knew the answer to one of the questions, because I got this friend who's obsessed with John Romero. Oh, it was... Okay, so there is a level 15 in Doom 2. It's bugged. And it has been impossible to 100% it. And somebody this found... After 24 years, uh, somebody found out how to do the 100%, and it's via some particular glitch. And it was, who who was the player who did this? And, you know, the I actually remember that. I, yeah, uh, I know. I used to play, uh, I, I had Doom when I didn't have internet. And I went like, well, I have Doom. I'm going 100% everything. Never, I stopped at that level because I could never figure out what I was doing wrong. You weren't doing anything wrong. It's bugged. But anyway, it was like, who was this player? And it was like, Zero Hero, Hero Zero, Hero Master, or Master Zero, or something like that. And it's, it's Zero Master as the, the player. Now like, yes. we know. Um, so, yeah, that was that was very good. They're, they're planning to do another British meetup at some point. Uh, I think somebody said Glasgow. But I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Uh, you know, if that's also to do with some nerd event that's happening up there, because you know this one was was because of the Comic Con. Um, I don't know if, if that will also line up with something. There's a Glasgow Comic Con, not Comic Con itself, but there's one very similar to that. Glasgow is in uh, Scotland, correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, cool! My show notes just disappeared. There they are. We're back. Yay. Well, that's uh, anyway, yeah, and in other British news, I have been to the UK Pokemon Centre pop-up, which on some days they have actually closed the queue before it even opened. It's open from 10am to 6pm, and on Saturday they closed the queue at 9am. And it merged with stuff, but I thought I've already shown you enough stuff. <laughs> if you want to see the stuff, I'll show you that. I'll show you the Pokemon stuff next week. And in terms of actual Elder Scrolls news, I have been continuing to level on PCEU when it's actually been up. And it's a lot of fun. Um, starting over without stuff, without any champion points, without anything, is a lot of fun. And the reason why is because it has shown me how much I have progressed as a player. Because when you've got cha uh, champion points, you can put them in any, you know, your level three player, just just probably even skip the tutorial you're level through playing and put cp on all of the cp you own and it's easy mode and not being able to do that has actually shown me how much i've progressed because there have been you know i've gone around i've been soloing bosses world bosses things like that and soloing my way through public dungeons on a templar i was like gosh um and okay, yes, I'm doing about 6k DPS, but apparently about 6k DPS is enough. Which actually explains an awful lot about why a lot of players have trouble when they start doing group content. Um, on PCNA, we, with the UESP Guild, we attempted veteran Morv Lokash for the second time. And we got the twins. Basically, uh, if you're not familiar with Morv Lokash, there's three main bosses. Um, 
and the twins are the second boss and it's they're like a there's like a white hats and black hats and never the twain shall meet if that makes sense and if you've got a white hat you have to attack the black boss and if you've got black hat you have to attack the white boss it's that they're actually halos Mm -hmm. and they're actually dark like navy blue and yellow instead of but you know what i mean it's easy enough to explain explain it like and if a white hat player and a black hat player get too close together then you both explode and die and in fact it is possible for one player to wipe literally half the group well, seven, seven out of 12 players by being in one place. So it's something where you really have to watch your feet and you have to watch your footwork and you need very, very good audio communication in order to do it. And, we, you know, we got the we got the bosses down to 20% twice. But at that point, uh, you get overwhelmed with ads because basically the ads, first of all, you get one ad and you kill that. And then you get two ads and you kill both of them. And they're both as hard as the first ad. And you get three ads you kill all of them and then by the time you get to four ads you've got four ads who are all really tough they're all like mini bosses in their own right and you've got the boss i was like oh my goodness but i reckon we can do it it's just not being exhausted because you know by the time you've been in a trial for two hours you're all worn out and we gave up went and ran a normal was it a normal cloud rest it was a normal cloud rest and some of the people who were in our group dropped out and went to bed and some people joined the normal cloud rest and they were like, are you going to do plus three? And we were like, no, we do die. <laughs> I know, I hate <gasps> end of the night raids where you're trying to get stuff done. It, you're like, nope, it, nope, we're just going easy this time. Yeah, basically. But, you know, got, got our plunder skulls and so on. I'm so far behind on plunder skulls because I have had, like, zero chance to play. So that's my actual news. My scholarly pursuits. There were none. The end. <laughs> um, but let's pop over in the news so we can actually discuss some of this stuff. Okay, AKB, do you want to let us know what's going on in UESP news? UESP news? Nothing's like nothing special, man. Like it's been a pretty like of all the things that's been going on, like UESP, not we haven't had trouble. Our servers are all working. Uh, was it this week or last week that we reran that the ESO items? I can't remember. Last week. Yeah. So, yeah, everything's working for that. Uh, I don't want to talk about the calendar stuff because it's not done yet. It's in, it's in like, final draft state, though. It's just getting minimal revisions done, and then it'll be available soon. We will show it next time. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, That's a nice deadline. (laughs) Well... It has to be done. <laughs> See, here's the thing about printing. Like, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. It's going to take longer. Yeah, we need to proof first. Though so we're doing it in November instead of December when everything's going to go wrong. And that way, we can actually get it posted out to the VIPs at SOS and Bethesda. And I always forget the name. Sparky Pants. Sparky Pants. 
Sparky yes. pants. Yes. And oh, so actually, you'll be. What's up? Finish, finish the news, and then I'll tell you. Ooh. Oh wow, that's got a teaser. USB news. No, yep. no, no. Finish. Now the I'm news. excited. Uh, so um, basically, next week. Uh, what is next week? Uh, November fourth. You'll see it live here, which actually special day happens to be the anniversary of the USB's founding. The unofficial Woo! ones. That's exciting. Oh, that we'll is... have to do a giveaway. Yeah, we'll do a giveaway. Yeah. We've got to do a giveaway. I also just realized that November 4th, I'm in Toronto. So we may have to discuss if we're doing the show on November 4th or not. <laughs> um, we'll figure it November out. November 5th? Yeah, maybe November 5th. We'll figure something out. Um, Here's the thing. It's an unofficial, unofficial anniversary because... No one bothered to write down the day we were actually founded, and none of the three original founders remembered. <laughs> so okay. it's November fourth because I said I need a day, and they knew it was around then. Eh, whatever, we can do it. On we'll the make day, it work. We'll anyway, yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, it should be the fifth of November. So we remember. remember. No, it's already an important day. No, but then we'll remember. We'll remember. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot about the Bethesda UK meetup that I met the guys who are doing the uh, Skyrim Call to Arms oh. uh, role-playing game. Monophis. Yes. Mophius. It's a. It's quite a strange, strange name. Um, but they yes, are they UK had based, the, aren't they? They are, and they had the Fallout game out, and I didn't actually play it. I watched some other people play it, and was rather confused. Um, but I asked them how the Skyrim game will compare to it, and they sort of explained the similarities and differences. And actually, you know, I am not, I have never played a war game in my life. I've never played a game of miniatures in my life, but I was actually kind of interested and sort of fired up. And the, the they had a, uh, I want to say, I want to say a young man and a woman. Young man. A young man. <laughs> and he was, he was probably he, he's probably older than he looked but he was one of these people who was absolutely full of enthusiasm for demonstrating the game and it actually looked really fun so yeah I, I met them and they said they can't give me the date for the Skyrim call to arms yet because it, it's, it's sort of one of these things where they're waiting on official confirmation that it will definitely be done before they announce the date. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, that was, that was good. All I know what I want to do is get the um, get the collectibles, send them to Sir Fire to paint them for me, and then have <laughs> him send them to me. And then it'll be perfect. I hate painting those things. I'm terrible at painting those things. But I yeah, want, that that oh go ahead, last. I want Sir Fire to get the full set and then set it up on camera, and then I will play with him remotely. Ooh, good call. Yep. Then you get both. But, but yeah, that's well, basically it for UESB. It was a really pleasant week for us, in spite of it not being that pleasant for some other people. Speaking of which, let's move <laughs> to the ESO news. Um, so I wrote the show notes last night while I was I'll say slightly inebriated um, <laughs> slightly <laughs> and basically the 
essence of the ESO news was, it's on fire. Oh, no, no, don't worry, fire's out. Oh, nope, still on fire. Oh, nope, we're back. Oh, never mind, still on fire. And I think as of the last case, we're good. Fire's out, everybody's happy. Um, but it was a bit of a rough weekend for the ZeniMax team. I saw, I think it was on like 2 a.m., Gina was posting uh, updates for people saying a hot fix was going out in the morning on like 2 a.m. on Sunday, like later that day. Like it was a rough weekend for them. And I don't think, I personally am not one of the ones that would take to the forums and be like, how dare you have downtime? Because I've been a sysadmin before and I understand what happens with downtime. And nobody's happy during that situation. It's no one's at home sleeping. Everybody is all hands on deck. Everybody's running around trying to fix it. And it's chaos so thank you for fixing it ZOS we appreciate it but um, it's what was surprising to me was that PCNA seemed to spend a bit more time down than uh, the European server for once no I think Mm -hmm. the PCEU went down more often though but the PCNA had a larger outage yes that's basically it I put the um, down in in the show topic I've actually figured out as much as I could of the of the timetable of the past week. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, uh, essentially what it yes. looks like what happened was the new activity finder that they made, when it got overloaded, it caused too big of a strain on the server. Uh, so it looks like they fixed that. And thank you to everybody who was working over the weekend, because that sounds like a great time that you would spend your weekend at 2 a.m. writing out messages. For it was database issues. Yeah. All over database. database issues. And so all of the databases in the game, like guild stores, mail, um, everything that's, that's essentially runs off a database was being horribly affected. Um, that bug where you have mail, but you can't actually read it. And there are items in the mail, and you can't actually collect them. Tom Hanks would be furious. you're trying to search a guild store, and it's taking literal minutes to get to the yeah. next page. Um, yeah. So that happened, but we do have a lot of actual, actual news for ESO, which is some exciting stuff, which was awesome. Um, update 24 came out. We got Dragon Hold. Um, as I've mentioned, I had zero time to play anything, so I haven't really got much time into it. Um, I've gotten, I think I got the first quest done, like the first part of the quest. So I've made it through the city, and now I have to go do some stuff. So it seems really cool. I can't wait to actually get a chance to play more, but right now. Have you all. seen the new dragons? I have not yet, because I've only done the first quest where you're in uh, Senchal. Ah, I see. I've been, I haven't actually really been to uh, Southern elsewhere at all yet, but the new dragons are across Northern elsewhere as well. So in addition to the two you had, which basically variants on fire dragons, where one of them um, would summon flame atronachs and the other one would summon these kind of big rock dudes, atronachs. Now we've got a frost dragon and a electric dragon, Storm. Um, storm, storm dragon. And they're fun. Um, the storm dragon is easier in a way because it's basically like a storm variant of fire. So there's like electricity on the ground, but you, you avoid it. Whereas the ice one, the ice one, I don't know how you fight it in Melon because the ice one can literally ice over the entire field. And if you're in it at all, you take massive, massive damage. So I think it's just a case of backing off and using ranged weapons at that point. Oh, the the... Dragons... Go ahead, it could be. All of the ESO dragons are really kind of hard to fight in melee because yeah. they all have that aura. 
Uh, you can avoid it, and I have been. It's just super... You have to be super paying attention, because that thing kills you in, like, five seconds. They have uh, fixed them since since uh, the Elsewhere zone came out. Because when Elsewhere came out, you would take this, this damage and think, why have I just died? Um, whereas now, you actually see the the aura. Yeah. The yeah. AOE. I, There's actually a I ring around that. them. So you can see it. It's like, okay, if I get near, near that, I'll take damage. Sorry, Lost, what were you going to say? There was something in the notes that made it sound like the dragons would be more mobile now. Can they, like, move around to target individual people, or are they still mostly standing in the middle of the field? Okay, so they, you know before they would land in a field, yeah. and then they'd fly up in the air, and then they'd land on a rock. And then they'd fly up in the air, and then they'd land on the on the field again. What they do now is they don't just land on the same field. Okay. So you're fighting the dragon, and it doesn't necessarily, if, if it feels like it, it doesn't necessarily land where the players are. It'll land a little bit further away, and then you have to go to it. Oh. It doesn't okay. happen every time. But, but sometimes sometimes that will happen, and I don't know. I have no idea what the code is, what the... Um, what I'm looking for. AI? So, yes, yeah, so something to do with the AI. The specific um, uh, target? No, the specific, the specific criteria in the AI that makes the dragon move versus land on the same field. I, I haven't worked that out, but it's, it's it, they are definitely more mobile. They don't just park themselves. The hey, sky the moves just says that they crawl around during the fight, which I didn't remember seeing the one time I fought dragons with you guys no, on I stream. Seen them so crawl around before. So maybe they do have maybe other mobile things. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They and used have... to just turn on the spot. Whereas now, yeah, they do actually move a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. That's what it sounded like. And it makes it sound like they're probably even more dynamic and terrifying and awesome. So that's exciting to look forward to. Have you seen anything related to the time shenanigans? in dragons once but i was too confused to know what was going on do you even kind of know how to explain what happened because i've got no idea what the note meant no i don't i haven't seen it so, yet are you aware okay. of the sigic the sigic order time stop mechanic yes so where you get mean? it's it's a bubble and it uh depending on which particular morph it's the ultimate of the sigic order line and you can either mm, stop time for everything in the... Basically, there's, there's two morphs, and in one of them, you step back in time four seconds. So basically, if you've just taken massive damage, you can hit the ultimate and step back in time, and it will go back to what your stats were mm -hmm. four seconds ago. And the other one, I think it stops time for everything, so it, so, it, so, it, so you get stunned. I'm not terribly familiar with that morph. Sure. And I did see a time stop on the floor, and it was big. It wasn't a player-sized one. Uh, but I was so confused. <laughs> and that dragon had necro necromancer things as well. Like it was, it was spawning skeletons all over the place. I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to so, research that one okay. more, and we'll we'll yeah. figure it out for next week. Um, in other news, because we do have a fair bit to go through, um, it's also the witch witches festival again. Uh, Lost, do you kind of want to give a little bit of what the overview was uh, for yeah. what happens at the Witches Festival? 
Yeah, we speculated that it was coming up soon, but they hadn't announced it, and then they announced it like the next the day. The next day, yeah. So, as we predicted. Of course. Basically, it's the same event that's been going on before. There's a little bit of a quest where you go through, you meet a, a witch mother, and she gives you a special whistle. You summon that. It lets you get an experience buff while you do things. And then you just go out and you explore the world, and you get plunder skulls by defeating bosses, is my understanding. Yeah. And you get different, and there are, different contents of them depending on what kind of boss you kill. And Yeah, so there are special outfits, uh, motifs, and styles and all that stuff. And the different portions of the set come from different types of bosses. And then there are special, I think called Dramora Plunder Skulls, or just Dramora Skulls. I've got the name wrong. Regardless, there's a special type that you get the first time that you clear a specific type of boss each day. So... They encourage you to go do a lot of different types of content. So doing PVE stuff, doing world bosses, doing delves, dungeons, trials too, I think. Yep. Uh, arenas like Maelstrom Arena, all that stuff. So you get experience buffs and you can get lots of different outfits and stuff, which you can sell for cash. And you can get more event tickets. And I believe this is the first event this year where you can start earning berries to the Snow White Indric. That's, That's right. probably not yep. the name, but it is very white. I think that actually is the name. I think it is something. Yeah, I think it's I think Snow White. Or something like yeah. Snow something. Okay. We're calling it Snow, Snow White from now on. Yeah, that one's Snow White. Yeah. Um, there are a few new other things that have come in that if you already had all of the stuff you could unlock last year, you've got new ones. There's new outfits that came in the Dramora Skulls. There are new recipes, which I don't know if the recipes are good or not, but hey, new Halloween-based recipes. A disastrously... Does that... Oh, my. Disastrously Bloody Mary. Bloody Mara. Mara. Dastardly. Right. Yeah. I honestly thought you were going for dastardly. I just... I scholarly did. Scholarly did. Um, and the pack leader's bone broth and bewitched sugar skulls are the other two. The bone broth's really interesting that I'm reading it. It reduces the cost of werewolf transformation by 5%. Yeah. So a, a food that specifically helps you with werewolf, and that's yeah. it. And the the Bloody Mara also is specifically for... It gives you benefits as well, but it oh. also takes you to stage 4 vampirism. Huh. Would you look at that? Very exciting. And they give you I, they do give you buffs. I can't remember what the actual numbers are on them, but they do give you some slight buffs. But yeah. The, the sky moves is helping us out. Pure snow Increase max magicka, max health, and health recovery. And the pack leader's bone broth increases max health and max stamina. That makes sense, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of things to do in the Witches Festival, which is fun. It's always hard when like a event like this comes out right when there's new content released, because you're like, oh, I want to do the new content. But if I do the new content, then I miss out on all my plunder skulls. You don't. You kind of do. If you're just doing all the quests in the new content. You don't, because quest bosses and dragons yes. drop. But, but only two of only the Only two of the, like, eight different types. Well, this is true, but yeah. seven, seven different types. This is true, but it's... Uh... Wait, there's seven, not eight. But yeah, so there's a lot of new things to do, so I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I think we have the list of them. There are uh, the final arena bosses drop Dramora motif for bow and legs. 
uh, Dark Anchors and Geyser Bosses drop, and Dragons drop uh, Daggers and Gloves, Dells drop Staves and Belts, uh, Final Dungeon Bosses drop Helmets and Maces, and these are all in the Dramora motif, uh, Public Dungeon and Quest Bosses drop Shields and Boots, um, and Trials drop Swords and Chests, and World Bosses drop Shoulders and Axes. Whew. It's such a such a convoluted system, but I guess it works for people. It's really complicated. Like it, this year, especially, I'm just like I don't know if I am doing the right thing at any given time. Um, what it what you end up with is the bows and legs Dramora motifs are incredibly expensive because yeah. not only does it require doing arenas, it's the final arena boss. So you've got uh, I think Black Rose Prison. Um, Dragonstar Arena and Maelstrom Arena, and of course, they're both they're, they're all really, really long. And it's the fact you've got to go through it all the way to the end. Now, if you are sneaky, what you can do is keep a Maelstrom Arena part completed. You can complete the first eight arenas, and then you've just got to do the final one during during the event to farm those bows and legs. But you know that requires being good at Maelstrom Arena. Um, it's possible and to get the book, the, though, right? It. Oh, yeah, but very unlikely. No, but very from likely. something... I think I had the book already, because I went to go learn some of them, and they're like, you already learned this. So I think I actually have the Dramora book. Maybe. So Dramora is returning from last year, if I recall, but I think yes. there's also a new set of motifs that Not are motifs. added in. Or styles. Okay. There's new outfits. Style I don't remember the difference. Outfits are the ones okay. that just apply to, like, it's like just an aesthetic thing that you apply to your character. Motifs are for where you craft gear. Oh. Aren't motifs kind of not that big of a deal now since you can just unlock the style and then go to a wardrobe guy? But in order to unlock it, you have to have the motif. Right, okay. So that's why. But crafting in a motif is almost pointless. Like you don't it's, really, yeah. there's no you real don't need style materials anymore it because you can you build any one of them. Yeah, it saves you money if there's one that you want. But I also, okay. yeah, I, it, you could also just craft everything in one motif and then use the outfit styles afterwards. Um, the only thing that the motifs are good for though is writs because you'll have to do it in a specific motif. Oh, so. Yeah, if you're going to do I feel like that bits. system should be overhauled. But that that's is as a an bit outsider. too. It's very convoluted. Yeah, it's very convoluted. It's fine for people that have been playing for a very long time, but new players coming in looking at it, they're like, I don't know. Why? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they introduced style pages that are separate to motifs. Yeah. That, that part doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, they should have just made them all one. Should be a single thing. But anyway, um, so yeah, the Dramora Plunder Skulls can give you the Glen Morrill armor outfit page, style pages. And um, those seem to drop fairly frequently. Then there's a Glen Morrill treasure map, which leads to the Glen Morrill weapon style pages. And uh, which is Festival Ritz. Which and you complete thirteen writs to unlock the witch hat collectible, and twenty eight writs to get the witch title. So every year, this is just going to get more and more complicated because we're in. Is it the third year not. or the fourth year? 
Yeah. Which is one that, no, I mean, they have to keep adding new stuff. Well, no, but so, they, they can revamp it enough that it's, hey, we've simplified things. Here's the new things you're getting, but we got rid of these four, like, they don't, I think the types of bosses for dropping the different motifs is probably the most confusing part of it. Like, there's what, let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, Six different systems that exist just within this one event. <laughs> like, it's a lot for a new player to be able to figure out what's going on. And it's funny because, like, one of the things when I first came back to ESO was while the witches, the first Witches Festival happened. And basically it was like, go do any bosses and you'll get Plunder Skulls. That was the entirety but of it. remember there was the three-minute timer. Yes. in between bosses yes and so if you were running a, a group dungeon you know a lot of group dungeons the, there is less than three minutes and so everyone was like you either have to give up the, your chance of the speedrun achievement or you you know and you'll just yeah. sit around or give up your chance of plum skull and that annoyed people so that bit that bit, didn't that bit was but, annoying. Yeah. but overall i was mm. also a new player at the time so three minutes was plenty fine for me Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. going through and just playing and then getting the skulls and I was like oh this is so cool I'm getting this and I'm getting this and getting this and like doing all that stuff to try to get everything but it's it's become very complex it's not yeah, bad yeah. I wouldn't say it's 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 bad it's it's just it's, it feels a little bit complex for me that it it makes me feel I'm like there's no way I'm going to be able to accomplish all of this Jack motifs Dramora motifs Glen Moral style styles You've got your marionette memento that you have to yeah, pick Yeah, marionette up. memento, the apple bobbing cauldron memento, rune boxes, recipes, yeah, and then just random tack, like fishing bait. Like, for me, uh, events are mainly to kind of bring in back in existing players to... That have taken a go, break or... Yeah, yeah, and if you go into that and go like, just read or look at this list, you're going to go like, yeah, I'm just going to go do other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's fun. And maybe it's maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's just our perception of it. I'd, I'd be interested to see what kind of stats. And you don't, we'll never really see the stats, but you'll be able to tell how it was received by what they do next year. Yeah. You have to remember a lot of people just run dolmens all day. Yeah. That is true. And, I, or just run dragons all day. I don't know so, how. Like, They're getting plunder skulls all the time. Like I don't know how people play like that, but I under if they like that kind of gameplay, oh, more power to them. I do just straight dolmens anytime I get to level forty five on a new character, and then from forty five to fifty, I'm like I'm just gonna mindlessly put on a Netflix show and run <laughs> dolmens so that I can just get to fifty, and then I can do. A, Tons of different things, but it's that 45 to 50 is just like the longest slog for me. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of it right now for Elder Scrolls news. Uh, Legends had its own uh, drama this weekend as well. Um, what happened was, and I don't know if anybody else can correct me on if I'm misunderstanding it, but a combination was discovered that you could play with the oblivion gates and what happens is is if you could unsummon an oblivion gate it would maintain its leveled um leveled value right and i believe it'll keep leveling up while it's in your hand oh and it so, has a cost of oh. zero 
So what would happen is you would people would build That's decks that so had three cost and under Daedra that had invade and things like that. Play a gate and then put it back in your hand and then <laughs> do something else. Play a gate, put that one back in their hand and play a gate. And they'd have multiple gates. So then on turn six, they could play all of their gates for free. And then every Daedra they had in their hand because they only built a deck with three cost or under. And at this point, all of your gates would be uh, giving you uh, minus three mana cost on your Daedra. I believe that's what's happening here. And basically it was an unwinnable com like combination because A, your Daedra that were coming in all had every keyword available to them. Plus they, three, plus three, every plus three, keyword. Plus three, every keyword and cost nothing. Yeah. Has that been fixed? It has not been fixed yet. Um, I haven't seen anything unless it's come out just during the past couple of hours, but the communities are in a bit of chaos right now. So Not as, like, that's bad, but not as bad. It's not as see, bad. So. It's it's a it's an annoyance for the community. People were a little bit upset about it because there was a like the grand melee combat or a grand yeah. melee um, event on the weekend. So people are a little bit upset about that. But it hasn't been crazy. But I think we're going to see a change to how the invade mechanic works in the near future. There's going to have to be something like whether they make it so that a gate has to be unique. Or if it's unsummoned, it goes back to the first level or something along those lines. Like, there's going to be a little bit of a change to it, I imagine. Because right. a lot of people are pretty upset about the way it's working. Because they're like, oh, cool, you run into that deck. And if you don't beat them by turn six, you're done. Ugh. Yeah. I didn't fully understand that. History buff added in a another detail about Legend stuff. So over the weekend, we had the first Grand Melee. I think that it's come back. So that one was just make your best deck and compete. And they have a cool reward for it. Just by participating, you get a soul gem card back. And if you were in the top thousand players of the event, then you get a premium version of it. History buff is saying that if you signed up for the event and then played zero games, you get the premium card back as oh, well. That's not so, right. I haven't heard anything about this because I didn't. I haven't checking the Reddit or anything, but that's probably gonna be a little frustrating for a few people. Though, whether somebody has it that didn't earn it or not probably doesn't affect you a lot. But it's still, another little broken thing. So that's cool. That's one they can easily patch out, though. Too. That's true. They should be. They should be able to figure out afterwards if they got it already. They can patch that one out. So hopefully that's it. Um, other than that, in Legends, I don't think there was too much. We had the Grand Melee. Uh, gauntlet but other than that it's kind of a i did play that and i don't play legends a whole lot i'm constantly keeping up on it but i'm never really playing because competition scares me sometimes but i played the gauntlet and i did pretty well i got six wins three losses with my very bad pilfer deck and it did okay nice i actually built a goblin deck and it's great and i love it good it's winning pretty well on the ladder so we need to uh, play sorry, on stream I'm, one day just for fun. We should. I'm just laughing here because I, I did a quick Google about the, the invade issue. And there's uh, CVH 
has said, we're monitoring player sentiments surrounding the gates and we'll likely be able to announce changes soon. However, nerfing or changing anything right now is impossible. All balance changes require a new patch, which requires yeah. design, QA testing, submissions and approvals. We've already submitted the release candidate for our next patch, patch 2.15, which has several other balance changes. Uh-oh. We will provide advance notice for any additional balance changes being made after that as we're able to. So basically, uh, between Reddit and the official um, what's the word? forum, uh, people are like going on and on about poor Sparky Pants. and People are being really rude here. Oh, yeah. Um, but... You're slowly reverting back to the days when you first came on in place of Direwolf. I feel insulted playing this game. Oh, please. Yeah, people are <laughs> dramatic. Players. So, seriously. As far as I can gather, we're at a point where there's a bad oh. meta because there's an extremely strong deck. So you either take a small pause or you play a very anti-meta deck. I'm yeah. betting with enough lethal stuff and pings. Play p- lethal ping archer and you might be able to handle that deck. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's just a meta shift thing. It'll it'll it's not ideal, but it'll figure itself out. I'm not it took them two weeks even to find this one too. Like to find this combo. Like it's it wasn't a very obvious thing. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I'm not too too concerned. I'm sure Sparky Pants will be able to figure this out. <laughs> um in Blades News, uh there was a sale. I think legendary chests were on sale. There was no new events. Um, and there was a couple new decorations, but I didn't get a chance to check them out. What were, does anybody know? They've yes. Been slowly oh, releasing new one? decorations one day at a time, basically. Oh. Yes. Um, the most recent ones, which was actually more than a day ago, they skipped yesterday, was a skeleton in a cauldron just chilling out. The other one was a statue of some sort. It had hor- It's a golden statue with horns on it. It's not very specific what it was from what I saw. I'll pull them and up. And that is quick. all of the Blades news. They, they're they doing references in some of them, which is kind of cool. Like, there's one where there's a, a campfire with a skeleton in the campfire, and he's been impaled by a sword. And I have it on good authority, I guess, people that have played, that the sword is styled very much like a Dark Souls sword, and it looks like a Dark Souls bonfire. <laughs> And then there's one of a skeleton sitting on a throne, and it looks uh, very much like Game of Thrones. So um, let me pull one of those up and read the description. The costly throne. So there's a throne with a bunch of swords that are forming the like headrest back of it. A skeleton is sitting there holding a golden skull in front of him, looking like he's talking to it. And the description of the costly throne is winning a throne isn't easy, but holding on to one is even more dangerous. Kind of like season eight. Uh, the painful lesson, which is a, I think it's like a light switch you can turn on. It looks like it's off normally, but you can turn it into a bonfire. But it's a twisted sword impaling a skeleton onto the ground. No way to tell if this fool learned their lesson, but at least they'll serve as an example to others. Which to me sounds like the whole warning mechanism in Dark Souls to tell other people, hey, there's a trap up ahead. Uh, the Fool's Respite is a cauldron with a skeleton wearing a crown lounging inside of it. Sit back and relax. We'll be serving you shortly. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that one. I can't figure out what that might be a reference to. If anything. I'm not sure. 
Uh, Necromancer's Pool, I don't know if it's a reference. It's just a creepy thing with a bunch of decorative skulls and a bubbling ichor in the middle of it. This bubbling pool reeks of death with traces of other unknown ingredients. The people of your town are sure to love it. (laughs) And then Trophy Hunter is a really cool golden statue that looks like it's a skeleton under the armor, and they are holding a skull that has still has the spine attached. I don't... It reminds me of the old Castlevania thing, but I don't know if it's actually a reference or not. Anyway, there's a lot of really cool, creepy decorations. That's the point. That's all that is going on in Blades. Nothing is particularly broken right now. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, we were going to go into more of the details on everything being on fire, but we were already an hour in. So I don't know if yeah. we really want to dig too much in. But yeah, we kind of covered it, what happened in ESO and things, what kind of was fixed. So I don't think we need to go through the timeline of everything that happened. Um, Bethesda had some other f- sad news with the reception of their Fallout 76 um, new subscription plan, which yeah. nobody liked that, it seems. I don't think anybody <laughs> was happy about that. So it was a Absolutely bit of a rough no one. I don't, yeah, I have not heard any. Even I looked at that and I am one of the more level-headed and I can understand generally where a developer is coming from when there's some upset and things like that. But I looked at that. I was like, who thought that was a good idea? Like, here's the thing. Like I imagined that there was, this was supposed to have been paired with the wastelanders update and it might've been slightly more well-received with that. Like, Oh, Hey everyone, you get a bunch of free stuff. By the way, here's our subscription plan. But then Wastelanders was pushed back, and then they just went like, well, here's a subscription plan. Yeah. And but it's not even that. I mean, ESO Plus is great. It's really, really good. You genuinely yeah. get useful stuff. And you look at this this Fallout first or whatever it's called, and some of it's really similar. Like you get six like uh, unlimited one thousand six now there's yeah, a part of a pro- the problem with that. A month. Uh, now, I don't want to comment on ESO Plus because I don't want to argue about how good it is or isn't here. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that Fallout First, two of the big items was modding and uh, private servers, which were just supposed to be a thing that would be in the game eventually, not a sold but sold as a separate thing. Yeah, like that was that was something they talked about from the early days. We were like, yeah, we want to do this. Yeah, and we want to figure like, it out, and then we'll put it in. Yeah, putting them in under a subscription service just seemed just seemed very poorly planned out. Given and not even just in general, like it wouldn't have been fine. But given the reception that Fallout seventy six has had, yeah, I would have thought they would want to be much more careful when adding these kind of things in because there was also it was apparently incredibly buggy and anybody that subscribed to it was ending up with like their all their items that they put into the new craft bag i don't know what the actual thing deleted the scrap the scrap bag or whatever it was called everything got deleted so when i was looking at all the stuff available not actually playing 76 it looks like it's sort of an acceptable thing except they really seem to have released it at a really bad time. Yeah. And then even worse, they released it kind of broken. So, like, I bet at some point this will seem justified, just like ESO Plus seems justified to a lot of players. But, yeah, I don't know why now. 
Like yeah. if modding was fully available when it came out and allowed modding, that would have gone over better. If yeah. it had also come bundled with a pack, if this gave you free access to later on paid DLCs and those were now available, like all of that would have made this go over better. Yeah. It just seems like it's not the actual service itself or a subscription for Fallout 76 is a bad thing. They just, yeah, this game just can't catch a break. I feel kind of bad for them, but this isn't a Fallout show, so we won't dwell on that for too long. Yeah, there, but I've seen several people in Discord say that Elder Scrolls 6 is doomed because of this. Oh, yes. Like, this was uh, the thing that proves that Elder Scrolls 6 is doomed. God. I don't think that's the case. Ooh, I, I kind of want... Ridiculous comments. Now... I want to say, Baratron did mention, uh, did you, you did mention it during your, uh, what was it, your scholarly pursuits about the fact that you were, heard them mention that they canceled a podcast because of this, right? Uh Yep. Yeah. Like. We were talking to the Bethesda staff and they, one one of, one of the, you know, just random visitors who was there asked this guy why the hand because the the bethesda uk um are trying to get a presence on twitch and they're doing a and cry havoc was actually on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was like why hasn't there been a a podcast for a while and and this guy said well we had one all lined up it was going to be on fallout 76 but it suddenly became a very bad idea to run it (laughs) based on player reception oh we need to ask cry what his uh situation is right now i've I've always really been interested in his opinion like he likes 76 but recognizes the problems and he's been on bethesda officially to mm. show off the game and he helped play test nuclear winter mode and all that i wonder what he's feeling right now yeah i miss our old host basically uh the impression i got was that like everyone at bethesda Zenimax was basically all hands on deck, trying to kind of contain this nightmare, but it obviously didn't work. And I think that might have kind of spilled over into the other games because, well, the... Yeah, like, Zoss had to work over the weekend because maybe they were supposed to do some more testing with that or they couldn't have caught it in time because part of their teams were dedicated to solving this nightmare. Now, to be fair... The bitching on the official forum for ESO has actually been not too bad. There have been there have been a lot of complaints, and then as soon as there's been a green post, which is from one of the the staff members, yeah, people have said thank you, thank you for letting us know, because nobody minds them. I mean, yes, it's a pain in the backside there being maintenance during your prime time on a weekend but if you're informed about it you're informed yes unfortunately we've got to do an emergency maintenance it will be from this time hopefully until this time then you know you can you can go and do something else you can go shopping or or whatever it is go talk to your family members now outside and so that has made people at least slightly appeased yes uh, now that kind of raises a question for me to ask you, though, Bera. Uh, you obviously like the team running Zoss's social media interaction, well, public relations, so people know what's going on. Do you think, like, if for the whole Fallout 76 situation, if they had a team more like that, that was upfront, where, like, uh, 
This is what's going on. I don't think it would have helped the, anything. I, I think you're kind of right, Pylon. I don't. I think I, what happened with Fallout 76 is there were a number of very big flaws when the game officially announced or came out. But we are now in a world where when ESO came out, it was a problem. Right. But it was just a problem for it. Now with like the way that Twitter and Reddit and all of those, because that was five years ago when ESO came out, right? That was mm-hmm. like that, yeah. was a, that was still like pretty infancy on things like the way social media worked online. And like Reddit wasn't as big of a thing. It was very more like, I guess cult status. Like it was just like very essentially. <laughs> essentially, what you're saying is that five years ago, complaints about ESO were limited to the ESO, ESO community. Yeah. yeah, like that's who would be affected by it. Versus Fallout seventy six, I would, I would argue that probably seventy five percent of the people complaining about Fallout seventy six online had never played and never had an intention of playing, but. I don't want to dwell on this too long. And also, Lost in Hyrule probably has to go to bed because I think it's past his bedtime. My <laughs> wife was checking if I fed the cats or not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like, I'm going to bed. I'm sorry. No, but we don't want to go too much further into this. I think that's probably a good topic for another night, but we're already, what, an hour and 15 minutes in and people are probably going to fall asleep any minute now. We don't want anyone to fall asleep. No, um, especially just... me. Otherwise, no one's turning off the stream. Well, hang on. We do want you to fall asleep because you said you haven't been sleeping well. True, but I'll I'll fall asleep after we turn off the stream. I Mm -hmm. think we tested it where I think I might be able to take over the stream from you. You can. I I don't think you can. I. We. It's not worth trying. Yeah, it's not important because I couldn't take it over from you. It's not worth trying now. (laughs) Yeah, we'll try that during our twenty-four hour stream for extra life when we do it. A couple of little bits of news that we didn't already cover. The Crown Store, we've got on the ESO Crown Store. We've got a couple of special homes available at the moment. We've got the spooky polymorphs available. Um, And all of these things are available until October the 31st, which is Halloween, at 10 a.m. EDT. So What a random time. If you want them, you have to get up in the morning or buy them in advance. You know, if you get to Halloween night and think, oh, I'd quite like a spooky polymorph to run around in. Too late. <laughs> so make sure you, if you do want crown stuff, you get it. And the other thing is Paxi's tickets are on sale, um, which is February the 27th till March the 1st, 2020. The Saturday has already sold out. It's sold out within hours. Um, there has been a separate Bethesda and Sauce event for the past two years, and we do expect that to continue. But you don't need PAX tickets for it. So if you do, it's a case of, you know, if you want to make a weekend of it and maybe go to PAX on Thursday or Sunday and then go to the Bethesda event on Friday and Saturday, where there will be a UESP meetup. Okay. So it's just a case of because it's a full month earlier than when PAX East normally is. Normally it's like a week or two before Easter, whereas Easter's not until April the 12th this year. So it's like February the 27th. It's going to be cold. It'll be just fine. Coat. It'll be warm. I can go down south to Boston and warm up. It'll be warm for you, maybe. Yeah. Like that. Awesome. Not for me. Well, with that, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. We appreciate you coming and listening to us or joining us on the live stream. And remember that you can always join us on Monday nights, uh, except for maybe not next week, but we'll let you know that soon. Now that I realize that it's November 4th. 
Um, but we'll let you know what's going on. You can follow us on Twitter to get information about that at UESP underscore net. Um, and you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash UESP. So on behalf of myself, Lost, Baratron, and the turtle-consumed Alara, as well as AKB, we want to thank you for joining us tonight, and we hope you guys have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Goodbye for now.